0: If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the second chapter of Luke. That will be our text, or our text will be found in that chapter. I've entitled the message this morning, The Celebrations of Christmas. The Celebrations of Christmas. I am amazed at the willingness of people during the Christmas season to reach out and embrace the message of Jesus Christ and His birth. The the rest of the year, people reject Jesus' love. They reject the message of Jesus' But something happens during the Christmas season that causes these same people to embrace the story of his birth. If you go into stores, yes, they're decorated with the Christmas decorations. But over the intercom, they play song after song after song that will walk you through the salvation message. It will take you from the birth of Jesus, clear up to the cross, and to the tomb, and the empty tomb, and Christ returning back to heaven. They're, the songs are just full of doctrine. And yet these stores will play them. Radio stations that normally play songs that if you listen to the words, they're straight out of hell. And I'm sorry if I offend somebody with, because you like those types of songs. But the reality is, the message of those songs is anything but godly. And these same radio stations that play these songs during the rest of the year will play Christmas songs during the Christmas season that speak about Christ. And I know there's all kinds of other Christmas songs. Songs out there that just talk about shopping and and things like that and the gifts and stuff. But most of the songs that are played in the stores are the same songs we sing in church week after week during the Christmas season. And for years we've sang them. And the message of Jesus is proclaimed. During the month of December. And I am amazed. At the willingness. Of people who refuse to acknowledge. Jesus and who he is. Will proclaim this message. For a long time. I used to get very upset. That stores seemed to be pushing out the Christmas season farther and farther. I used to get really upset that stores would start doing Black Friday sales even before Thanksgiving. Until I started preparing this message. And as I prepared this message, the Lord spoke to my heart and said, the farther the stores push out the christmas season the longer people have to hear about me <laughs> and so now i think okay <laughs> some people will still just get captured up with the with the christmas story of exchanging gifts and stuff like that And we can't stop that. And there's no need to try to stop that. Because wrapped up in the middle of that, the message of Jesus and his birth and who he is is proclaimed in the middle of it. And the celebration of Jesus goes on and on. And there is something that takes place During the Christmas season. And it's called peace. And I don't know if you've noticed it or not. But for some reason. During the Christmas season. People experience hope. And peace. In their life. And they see the world differently. During the Christmas season people who are greedy, people who care nothing about anything except for themselves, and, you know, just getting as much as they can out of life, change during the Christmas season. And their attention changes. And these same people who are so greedy during the year, suddenly take on a spirit of giving. People who would not enter a soup kitchen or even a community center during the year because of being afraid of coming in contact with people who are dirt poor, living out on the street, will give of their time during the Christmas season and will serve people who are less fortunate. They will give of their money to support organizations that give and minister to people who are less fortunate. Why is that? I believe it's because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Jesus is the giver of hope and life. And whether people want to acknowledge it or not, they give of themselves because the message of Jesus is proclaimed and their hearts are open to that message. Their hearts receive it And their hearts respond to that message. Whether they realize it or not. And hope is spread during the Christmas season. Peace is celebrated during the Christmas season. Yes, nations may continue to war against each other. But I'm talking about people on individual levels. Will offer Hope and peace to one another. They will offer joy to one another. Why? It's because the spirit of Christ. Is released. In the world during this time. And the church. Has to. Jump at the opportunity. To spread this message. And to continue spreading it. After the Christmas season has ended. The world lays a good foundation for the church during the Christmas season. Because that message is is proclaimed hour after hour after hour in the public. And all we need to do is pick up the baton at the end of the Christmas season and continue that message. During the Christmas season, there is a spirit of celebration that takes place in the world. And every year around the world, people gather to celebrate Christmas. And the way they celebrate varies, the reason they celebrate varies. But there is a celebration that takes place during the Christmas season. Some celebrations center around a large meal with family or friends, some celebrations center around exchanging gifts and a visit from Santa Claus. Some celebrations center around volunteering time at a shelter or a community center or an organization that ministers to those who are less fortunate. Some celebrations center around shopping at crowded stores and the thrill of the hunt of finding the perfect gift for loved ones. The excitement of the hustle and bustle in the stores, they people live for that and, and some celebrations center around that. Hustle and bustle. Some celebrations celebrate or some celebrations center around Christmas carols and singing Christmas carols and drinking hot chocolate. And some celebrations center around reading the story of Christ's birth and the reason He came to this earth. But most celebrations include all of these things. Some a little bit more than others, but most celebrations center around all of them combined little here little there and so this morning i want to ask you this question and i want you to ponder this question not only during this this message and this service but during the christmas season and that question is does your celebration leave room for Jesus and his story does your celebration your personal celebration does it leave room for Jesus and his story your celebration can have room for giving gifts and singing Christmas carols and and watching Christmas movies and and, uh, having a visit from Santa Claus, your Christmas celebration can have room for them as long as there is still room to celebrate Jesus and His story. And so this morning I want to look at some of the celebrations that took place at Jesus' birth that is found in the second chapter of Luke. And the first celebration that I want to look at is Mary's celebration. Now her celebration is a two-part celebration. One of the the first part of her celebration is found in in Luke chapter 1 verses 46 through 55 and I'm, I'm going to read that in just a moment and her set, the second part of her celebration is found in Luke chapter 2 verse 19 and that's the part I really want to focus on during her celebration but I also but I want to read the first part of her celebration and this part takes place after the angel has visited her and told her that she is going to have a child. And he explains who this child is going to be. And her response is she's confused how this could happen. Because she's not married yet, and she's not, if you'll excuse this term, having sexual relations with a man yet. She is a virgin. And she doesn't understand how what the angel is talking about, how it's going to happen because of that. And so she's confused and she's talking to the angel. But then what the angel describes takes place. And she finds herself pregnant and she finds herself going to spend some time with Elizabeth. And while she's there at Elizabeth's house, her celebration begins. And let's take up the reading at verse 46. Luke chapter 1, verse 46 says, And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. Can you hear the celebration taking place? In Mary's heart, as she sings this song. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all all generations will call me blessed. How many Christmas movies and plays have said that line? For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is His name. And His mercy is on those who fear Him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with His arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. And then the second part of her Celebration is found in 2, chapter 2, verse 19. After the shepherds have come and shared part of their celebration. Verse 19 says, But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. This is the part that I want us to really look at this morning at her celebration. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. You see, when when the angel revealed to her that she would have a baby and He would be the Son of God, she responded with confusion and wonderment. But then it became a song. The Scripture said, she said, her soul magnified The Lord. And her spirit. Rejoiced in God. Her savior. She marveled at his greatness. With a song. And then after the shepherds came. And shared their story. Luke 2.19 says. She kept these things. And pondered them in her heart. Heart. You see, the first part of her celebration was external. It come out of her. In the form of a song. The second part was internal. My prayer for you this Christmas season is that you will have part of your celebration be external. It doesn't have to necessarily be a song but it needs to be something you express outwardly for people to see. But I pray that you will also have a part of your celebration be internal, where you spend some time pondering the things of Jesus and who He is and what He's done in you And for you. And through you. You see, that's what Mary's celebration looked like. The second celebration I want to look at is the host of angels. And how they celebrated. Their celebration is found in verses 13 and 14 of chapter 2. You see, first, there was a single angel that came and talked to the shepherds. And this single angel declared to them what was taking place in Bethlehem. That the Messiah was being born. And that where they, the, the shepherds would find Him And that he would be a babe, not a king taking the throne, but that he would be a babe laying in a manger. And after that first angel spoke to them, then the Bible says that a host of angels showed up. And this is their celebration Verse 13, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The celebration of the angel's consisted of praising God in the middle of the night while the shepherds are watching their sheep on the hillside. Suddenly a host of angels showed up and they'd have a concert out there in the country for the shepherds. And they start singing this song Glory to God in the highest and on earth Peace, goodwill toward men. What a celebration that was. Their celebration announced the arrival of Jesus on this earth. They announced God's peace and goodwill had arrived in the form of a babe. God had sent. The very first hallmark greeting card. Because he cared enough to send his very best. And it was a tremendous celebration. But the reality was it was only seen by a select few. Just a few shepherds. Witnessed this celebration. But it changed. The shepherds. I don't know how long it changed them. If it changed them for life. But it changed them. And my prayer is for you. That your celebration this year. That even if it may be heard by only a select few, that your celebration will be so strong that it will change those people for life. That your celebration will impact them so strongly, so heavily, that they will be impacted and changed for a lifetime. The third celebration is the shepherds' celebration. Their celebration is found in verses 15 through 20, chapter 2. And it says, So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled, at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. After they had heard the angels' announcement, the host and the host of angels' celebration, they couldn't stay where they were. Something was stirred up within them, and they had to go and see what had taken place. You see, their curiosity got the best of them, and they couldn't stay where they were. Even though they had a responsibility of taking care of the sheep and watching the sheep, making sure they stayed safe, something stirred within them so strongly that they had to go and see what had taken place. There is something about the message of Jesus and His presence When it's heard, you can't stay where you are. You have to respond. You have to go where He is. Their celebration consisted of seeing the babe. And declaring all that they had heard to those who were there. And after they told the people all these things that they had heard and seen. It says those people began to marvel. At what they said. And then the shepherds went back to the fields. But there was a difference. Something had happened in them. And the Bible says they went back praising and glorifying God. When they seen that little baby in that manger, they knew there was something different about him. And it caused them to praise and glorify God. That happens to us every Sunday, doesn't it? That happens to us when we spend time during the week reading our Bible and praying, listening to our our worship music. Something happens within us. Why? Because we know that we have come in contact with the living God. And there is something within us that has to praise God. Something that has to give glory to God. That was the celebration for the shepherds. It didn't just last while they were in the presence of that little baby. It stayed with them. And that's my prayer for you this year. That as you celebrate the birth of Jesus during this Christmas season, it stays with you. That the encounter that you experience with Jesus this Christmas season stays with you. Through more than just the holiday season. That it doesn't wear off as quickly as your New Year's resolutions wear off. But that encounter changes you. That desire, that hunger for more of Him stays with you. That desire to satisfy your thirst stays with you. And that no matter what happens in this world, your focus remains on Him. Later on, there's another celebration that takes place. And it happens when the wise men show up. And in their celebration, they bring Him gifts. They celebrated His royal birth with Gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Their celebration acknowledged that he was the king of the Jews. But the next celebration, the final celebration that I want to look at this morning, is the most important celebration because it's yours, it's your celebration what will your celebration look like? How will you choose to celebrate the Lord's birth this year? Will your celebration reflect these celebrations that I've mentioned here this morning? Will your celebration announce the arrival of Jesus like the angels? Will your celebration... Behold the curiosity and the wonder of the shepherds. Will your celebration bear the gifts that declare that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us? Will your celebration be like Mary's and cause you to ponder in your heart all that Jesus is? Whatever your celebration is, Make sure it is centered around Jesus and the real reason He came to this earth. Make sure you celebrate all the things that you have received from Him and all the things that you desire to give Him of yourself. Make sure you celebrate the life that He has brought into your life. As you celebrate the birth of that little baby, celebrate the eternal life that is represented there. Celebrate the eternal life that was brought into your life. I want to conclude this message with this altar call. Maybe in the past, your celebrations have been more about Christmas, the sharing of gifts the hustle and bustle of shopping, the chaos of preparing and sharing the meal with the family, the football games that come on Christmas afternoon, and the college football games that fill the month of of December and January. If so, make this Christmas different. There's nothing wrong with those things. I'm not preaching against those things. But what I am encouraging is, in the midst of all of those things that the world has brought into part of their celebration, make sure you live, leave room in your celebration for Jesus who came into this world as a babe but didn't remain a baby. Who grew up and was willing to carry your cross to the hilltop of Golgotha. Calvary, who was willing to take on your sins and endure your punishment so you could have life and more abundantly and eternal. Make sure you leave room celebrating that. No matter what your past Christmases have been like, make sure this one looks like that. And so I'm going to open up the altars. And maybe you need to spend a few moments saying, Lord, forgive me for the things I've celebrated in the past that pushed you not only to the back burner, but completely off the stove. Forgive me for those things. Because this year I want it to be different and then spend some time this morning in the altar, beginning your Christmas season with a celebration that says, Lord, it's all about you this year. It's all about you in my life, and I want to celebrate you. Not just your birth, not just your death, but you. I want to celebrate you. So this... Sunday morning, let's kick off our Christmas celebration by celebrating Jesus. Amen? Would you find a place of prayer and just celebrate Jesus?